1: Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2, 19. I am so happy to welcome you to the show today. I can't wait to introduce you to my friend, Robin Melvin. Robin, welcome.
2: Thank you, Kathy. I'm so happy to be here with you.
1: Okay, I'm going to give a little bit of your bio just so people will know how lucky we are to have this conversation with you. And then uh, I've got some, I've got tons of questions. I have so many things I want to ask you about. That's, You've just been writing on one of my favorite topics, and so I, I could not wait to get my hands on your book. Couldn't wait to talk to you, and this is something I've looked forward to for a long time. So here we go. Okay, here's your bio. Robin Melvin is an award-winning author, a freelance writer, and a full-time wife, mom, and grandma. Her six spunky grandbabies call her "Mee-Maw." Robin writes nonfiction to inspire women to find themselves in the abundance of their divine design, their true identity in Christ, sharing biblical truth, And her transparent story, she walks alongside women as they transform unhealthy habits and mindsets to become who God created them to be, whole and free. Robin is a former military wife, married almost four decades to Jeff, her resident computer geek. Like me, she is a self-declared word nerd. Robin, I didn't think you could be a former, like, how did you say former military wife? I mean, those guys don't ever retire, really, do they?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're right.
1: (laughs) I don't, I I mean, you did service with him. I think you ought to keep, you ought to claim it, like, once a Marine, always a Marine. There you go.
2: I think I will. What was your husband's uh, branch? He was in the Army for 21 years. Wow. So you are an army wife for 21 plus years. (laughs) Yep. I love
1: that. That's so interesting to me. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I got, I don't even know where to begin. We're going to be talking about designed by God, the power of true identity. Mm -hmm. Robin, we're living in an era when identity is so confusing to people that they don't even know what their own identity is. And they, they start just choosing identities. I mean, it's it's. Cra- I never thought I would see this kind of
2: crazy attitude about our identity. Did you? No, I. It's it's um, pretty surprising and 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 very confusing to me as well. <laughs> yeah, and then also I related
1: so much to some of the stuff you said. So I'm just going to pull something that I thought was hilarious in your book. Okay, Uh, tell me tell me the title again. I know it. I have it written here somewhere.
2: Uncover your divine design. Who did God create you to be?
1: Yeah, I love that title. Uncover your divine design. Okay, I keep shortening to shortening it to divine design. By the way, if you're you're going to love Robin, you're going to love what she has to say. And I thought this was interesting. Her name is Robin with the I. And Melvin with an I. So it's R-O-B-I-N-M-E-L-V-I-N. And I think that's kind of interesting when you think about divine design has that I in. I'm such like word nerd here, but it does help to spell when you're looking for people and you want to find them. I think that's good to know how to spell Robin. OK, I love this chapter title. We're going to get into it now. I love this chapter title in your latest book, "Identity Lost." No worries, it's hot. Hi- it's just hiding. And I, I got to tell you, the reason that just cracked me up because my my identity was hiding. I mean, I spent 20 years in my marriage and woke up one day and thought, I don't know who I am anymore. I've lost myself. I was calling girlfriends from college saying, "Would you just go to lunch with me and remind me <laughs> who I am?" <laughs> How sad is that? So I think yeah. a lot of A lot of women get there. We serve our families so much we forget who we are. And so the hiding and the pretending, that almost becomes our identity, right? Yes, you're right. Okay, so tell me your story. Tell me a little bit about how that worked in your life.
2: Well, you're right, Kathy. It is, I I believe, a a normal thing that we um, someday just kind of realize you know if we have been married and with children maybe and we have just done so much and poured so much into our families and um that we do we wake up and and just saying who am i and um i when i got to be about um i think about 50 i can't even remember now when it was oh my goodness my last <laughs> daughter um uh, my last child was getting ready to graduate high school and i think it's pretty common in these different seasons that we Um, that we do have this time where we reimagine who we are or we want to go into new things and we might find ourselves lost. And that's what I did. I was um, very confused on what to do. I had all kinds of things in my mind. I was really excited, um, but I couldn't, literally could not make a decision. I was just really bound up by it and um, in a negative way. And so I was talking to a friend who's also a clinical psychologist, kind of a bonus there. Yeah. Um, and what I realized, I couldn't really tell her really one goal or dream. Like I said, I had ideas of things, but ah. really um, n- nothing what I was supposed to do beyond, you know, kids and all those wow. things that came along with it. And so she started just asking me questions about my history. Ah. And she she um, we realized that I, there were other reasons besides just maybe this normal approach to midlife where we find ourselves in a transition and want to um, go into new things. Um, there were just things from my history um, growing up with my father who was alcoholic and suffered from PTSD and depression. And I just didn't realize how much that still had a hold on me. I was had been a believer for goodness uh, 25 years or so and had been healed so much and was just on a you know, a good road. I was still just serving him and seeking him and happy. And, um, and I was excited to do something new, you know, and then, um, I realized how much I truly was lost (laughs) Mm. more than I thought. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. I think, I think you're right about that being such a common experience for women. And I even have a friend, Chris Legg is writing a book about sex for Christians and people and one thing I like about what he's saying is that uh, it's so common for women to reevaluate about the time the kids leave home for college. That's a really critical moment for a lot of women. A lot of decisions get made right then. So I'm happy that you took the time you needed to. I mean, what what a great deal to have a friend like that. Women are so important in our lives, aren't they?
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: I mean that's great that she had that much experience and insight that she could just kind of walk you through that. What a blessing. Um mm-hmm. I liked what you said. One of the things I've read that you you had to say so so for I think for most women, we all have a lot of stuff we need to unpack, whether it's I mean I, mean, I share that with you the alcoholic dad and um so that reminds me. So there's a lot to unpack. I want to just mention this, like miscarriage. We, we've we talked about that with uh, Lindsay Bell, who you may know from Cross River. And then mm-hmm. you, mental health of yourself or your parents' mental health may become an issue, or your, your spouse's as you get older. There's sexual assault and other things in people's backgrounds. There's, in my case, abortion. So many women have had abortions. There's addictions. I mean, there's just a lot that women have to unpack, they carry it around for a long time. And then the moment comes when we kind of have to unpack it. I really loved your book. It hit on one of the, I want to use a quote. Do you care if I, cause we're talking about your dad a little here. And I was hoping I would have a chance to read this quote because it backs up a theory I have. My theory is that our generation. So that would be, I, I mean, I don't know how old you are. You may be so much younger than me, but from the people that are my age in their sixties, um what I think has happened is we were raised by people that were either post-World War II veterans or they were the children of veterans. In my case, my dad was a child of a veteran. And I think that I know for sure the PTSD went undiagnosed because I did so many interviews with um, veterans earlier in my career from trying to catch their stories from World War II. And their wives would tell me. You know, we can't have, what we, on 4th of July, he always wakes up in a sweat. He thinks he's back in the, in World War Two, right? This was like mm-hmm. almost, you know, almost, he was almost 100 when I interviewed one gentleman whose wife told me that. So I want to read this because I think it affected the way they parented our generation. And then Absolutely. that, in, and that in turn, now that the people in my generation in their 60s, we've been leading the pack now for a while. And I think that has affected the generations after us. So I loved your quote. I hope you don't mind if I just steal it and read it out loud. Mm
2: -hmm. Born
1: Born in the late 1920s, my parents were children during the Great Depression and Second World War. They were from a tough generation and believe psychology is weird, counselors are quacks. I mean, I've heard my dad say that. And if you ignore pain, it will go away. It's a suck it up and soldier on mentality authoritarian parenting was common and children will be seen not heard was the mantra I really loved the way you put that all into one paragraph I couldn't believe mm-hmm. it when I read it so mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about how that affected you in your life
2: oh wow yeah so also I'm, I want to add i um it was it was quite a cultural thing as well so um, there were there's a lot of factors that affect us not just our parents um um so, yeah, just the cultural ideas um about women yeah. at the time as well that stole our voice but but yeah, um children will be seen, not heard. I do remember that being said a lot of times in my home growing up, and it really was a the buck stops here thing i mean it mm-hmm. was there's no more discussion. Um, there's, there's nothing I, I don't, if there's no discussion. No, I don't want to hear your opinion. Um, and I don't believe m- my dad um, meant that to absolutely did not mean that to affect me like it did. But um, they just were, you know, it's probably how he was raised as well. And you know, then they did have to be tough. They had to be tough. They endured so many things, and they came back, and and they didn't get the help because these things were on, you know, were not diagnosed. Um, and so what a a cycle, you know, of, of hurt yeah. and pain and not knowing how to do anything, and it was not manly to get help, you know.
1: I um I love it yeah. that
2: you're telling me all
1: this. You know what? I'm I'm gonna have to go to the break. I'm so sad. So uh, what I what I want to say before we go to the break, first of all, you did such a great job of summarizing that in a matter of a couple of minutes. And in her book, she goes into a lot more detail. So I love I loved what you had to say about how our parents pro- processed and and how that influenced our thinking about ourselves. When we come back, I want to talk to Robin uh, a lot about how we can transform negative self-talk into we can just flip the script is how is what she calls it and she's gonna give us some really specific positive wonderful thoughts on that. Do, I know you're gonna want to hear from more from Robin. Her you can find her at Robin R O B I N Melvin M-E-L-V I N dot com or crossrivermedia.com or I'm gonna put all this in a blog so we'll be right back. Stay with us. This is truth with a Texas twang.
0: don't want to miss a moment at fireside talk radio so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts more truth with a texas twang when we return
2: you all to see my blue eyed sally she lives way down on shin alley the number on the gate is the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store
1: want to move from coexisting to cherished From isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations. Life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations, from coexisting to cherished, is 20 chapters packed with easy, practical ideas. This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then the Well, the Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched The Woman at the Well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight.
0: What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's
1: bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? <laughs> where Lola the Yorkie Pooh has the run of the place?
0: A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever it's
2: home. Where mom built her life.
0: Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. To thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where truth and Texas Twang meet. I saw miles and miles of Texas. Welcome back.
1: We are so glad that you are with us. And we're so, I'm having so much fun talking to Robin that we've got lots more to cover. I wanted one reason I wanted to get Robin on the show and just have this conversation with her. Well, I have a couple of reasons. One is Anna and I are on the same wavelength. Like we're writing a book about how to help your child identify their character qualities that God gave them, even when they're walking in the flesh and they're being really naughty. So we've got 12 months of, of chapters that help define how a kid uh, what they're if they're doing this and that's naughty, here's what it really means, what God really wants to use it for. So I, I'm already on this whole idea of God having a divine design for each one of us. But on top of that, my other reason is Robin, we are living in a culture that is just acting kind of crazy right now. People are rejecting their own bodies. They're not feeling at home in their own body. And that's that's just beyond my imagination almost it blows my mind and breaks my heart that people would reject themselves to such an extent now you and i both know everybody struggles what woman doesn't struggle with negative self talk right right so tell me how do we get how do we get from having all those negative ideas going around and around in our head to flipping the script, like you said, tell me a little bit about that.
2: Well, I think first of all, you know, we have to be able to recognize we have to, what's going on in our head. We have to pay attention to it. Right. I think for so many of us, um, we our, our mental script just goes and goes, and it can be from our unconscious thoughts that, you know, keep it going. And then we have conscious thoughts as well. And I mean, we don't always just really stop and think about what we're thinking about. And so that's, I think, number one is we just have to recognize, wait a minute, that's really stinking thinking. You know, you've probably heard that term before. Yeah. Um, You know, when we say things to ourselves, like whether it's out loud or not, you know, we'll say, you're such an idiot, or I'm so stupid, or you're just um, self-deprecating, you know, all the time. Um, And so those are things we really have to, nip in the bud. We would just really need to um recognize that we're even doing that. And I call um I like to call in the book I call um these things that come to our mind that aren't true. I call them the liars. And I have an acronym, Loud Imaginings Appearing Real. Because we have thought them or said them so many times that they just they become normal for us. They're real for us. But when we really step back and we shine the light of truth. God's truth on what we're saying we just have to you know step back and say no 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 this isn't even close to who God says I am um and of course you know involved in that is you know we need we need to be in the word we need to know what God says about us about other people um we we need to know that we're you know the whole what Psalm 139 you know how we are wonderfully made God knit us together in our yeah. wounds what delicate care he took to create us and then we talk to ourselves the way we talk to ourselves it's not even um near God's mind to even think like that about us yeah um, but but we do it to ourselves and we are so designed completely by God and um one of the scriptures i mean we need to know the word to know how um how much he loves us and how he designed us but also we need to know the word to be able to combat these things that come into our mind
1: yeah let me um, just just let me interrupt and just say if if you're wondering what in the world what word is she talking about she's talking about the bible the word sometimes Christians say the Bible and they mean the, or they say the word and they mean the Bible. It's just a nickname for the Bible. Okay. I'm uh, sorry to interrupt you. I just want to make sure my, no. anybody
2: listening in is following us. No, thank you. That's that's really important. Thank you, Kathy. Yeah, to dig into scripture and to um to see what he says about us. Um and one of the a lot of verses have helped me through some really dark times and and just with my daily um self-talk or or my doubts or my discouragement and second timothy 1 7 is one of those that has really helped me and it's nice and short and so i can always remember it too and um quote it yeah, watch me now watch me now blank <laughs> oh, okay um, well while you're sitting th- well i know it now but anyway it's um i just say it out loud god didn't give me a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. I just always kind of change it up to make it person personable I love it. for me. I love, I, I love that. It's a good reminder. Yeah. That's a, a, good that's a
1: great one. I'm glad you could quote it because I was going to have to look it up. I can never remember the addresses. But you know what? <laughs> what by addresses, I mean the verse number where it is in the Bible. Um Numbers just slip out right out of my brain. You know, I laugh about some of that stuff. And I, I've got a friend with me today who helps me with my bookkeeping. She's so dear to my heart in every way. But she is a numbers person. And that's I'm not one. And so when people hear me say stuff like that, sometimes they think it's negative self talk. But I know I have other gifts. And in the areas where I'm not gifted, I'm so grateful God has provided me mm-hmm. with amazing friends. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think that's the balance like to me it's not about it's not about being neg- like we don't want to be negative about ourselves we just want to be truthful and being right. true being truthful means we're going to say I'm really great at philosophical things I'm good at remembering bible uh, truth I'm not so great at remembering where to find it exactly in the bible right. <laughs> I have to look it up every right. time you know But Mm -hmm. but those things, um, I don't know. One thing that has surprised me, and I think you can relate to this, Robin, I'm, I'm surprised how many people don't know the verse. And I couldn't tell you where it is, but you could look it up on Google. Take every thought captive. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize that people didn't, didn't know that we are supposed to be training our mind and disciplining our mind and our thoughts as, and especially as Christians, we want to do that. Given that we have so much great wisdom in the Bible, that's just a great place to get God's spirit giving us direction and leadership. So I love it that you picked that wonderful verse, quote it for us one more time.
2: Second Timothy one seven, um, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Okay. And some versions say self discipline, so Ooh. instead of sound mind. Um, so Ooh. you know we we do have what we need to be able to flip that script. And you mentioned take every thought captive, and that's one of the main verses actually that I base my book on. And you know uh-huh. right now I'm not. I'm not thinking of the address either but we do we have to take we have to take every thought captive i like that um terminology captive because it's it um it's like you know because we're in this battle right with our mind and so we, t- we have to take it captive it needs to obey christ it needs to obey what god says about who we are and why we're here
1: robin um quote that verse for me again would you do that i just love that so much
2: sure 2 Timothy 1.7, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. I love... That tells us right there that he, you know, he has given us that. We do not have to hand it over to any snarky attitudes that come into our head, so...
1: I love that so much. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy, but I Absolutely. think, I think when we get, we're going to do two episodes today. So when you get, when you find this one, if you're listening in, I want you to look for the other one in the other one. I'm going to focus. I wanted to talk a little bit about self negative self-talk and some of the generational aspects of it with Robin because of mainly because I want to quote her in the book Anna and I are writing, but I also, when we talk again on the other episode, we're going to talk about the power of true identity designed by God and how when we know what our real purpose and our design is for, then our life gets a lot simpler. And it's so much easier to ignore the snarky, self-destructive things we say to ourselves and also to resist condemning others when we have this real solid understanding of how God has designed us. And Robin, I got to tell you, you did such a beautiful job of writing about that in your book. It it is such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful heart. I call it a heart book because you shared so personally in that book. I don't don't even know if our listening friends can get even a clue of how much deeper it is. So tell me the, tell me, we have to sign off. I wish we didn't. uh, Tell me again the name of the book.
2: I, Uncover your divine design. Who did God create you to be? I
1: love that by Robin Melvin. R O B I N M E L V I N, and that you can find her at robinmelvin.com, or you can find her at Cross River Media. They they also published her. Both of us. That's how we met. Is they published mm-hmm. our books, and then I got to read her advance book. I was so excited to get it in my my uh, e-box. Email, And then uh, I just fell in love with it. I keep writing her endorsements for it. And then uh, you can also find the blog I've written. So we're going to have to sign off. But we want to thank you so much for listening in today. You mean so much to us. We think you're very special. We think you're designed by God with divine purpose in mind. And so we just want to leave you with that. We love you and thank you. This is Truth with a Texas
0: Twang. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang.